minus one minute. T minus fifty seconds. T minus forty seconds. Minus thirty seconds. T minus twenty seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Own it, own it, own it, Kong. I own it. It did. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And welcome to the new and improved, but not so new and improved, NXT 2.0 after show. As usual, I'm your girl, Stephanie Hardy, host and creator of the Hardy Wrestling Podcast commentator and on the hosting team for women's wrestling talk but of course i'm not alone i am with the fabulous host of in cat we trust and a woman of many talents and an undisputed queen who just got through the first day of school with her kids this is <laughs> katrina blake how are you cat hey everybody hey hey stuff i'm okay just excited it was a long day uh, trying to get back to the school routine, but I'm okay otherwise. Yeah, I think the kids are lucky in the sense that they go back like on on like in September instead of just August, <laughs> like we do down here. I remember telling you that the first time I saw you face to face, I was like, oh, September instead of August, that sounds refreshing. But <laughs> definitely shout out to all the kids who've started school back again regardless of what month you start you know i'm hoping that everything will go great and all of you guys will learn everything you can and just be all you can be in all of your grades because that's important um so i wanted to start off the show by addressing something that has taken place um of course since our after show it has been closely you know related to the uk um with the exception of now of course since nxc uk has been of course taken off of the air so they can rebrand to nxc europe next year i wanted to at least give um thoughts prayers and good vibes and condolences to the royal family in the loss of her um royal highness queen elizabeth ii um there are so many people and so many talented people 
um, and wrestlers, women's wrestlers, and just people from all around the world who are who are so talented, who come from the UK. And considering WWE was just in the UK in Cardiff, Wales for Clash at the Castle, and then of course celebrating the talent of NXT UK with Worlds Collide, I just felt like it was important to say something and to just you know give all of the good energy and vibes during this tough time. This did just happen today. Um, and I know that when it comes to, you know, big people like that who've just had an impact on culture and pop culture, and then also from a governing standpoint, it can be a little bit testy depending on how people have felt about them. But either way, when, when you break it down, people have lost, you know, someone really close to them. Uh, sons have lost a mother grand grandkids have lost a grandmother and a nation has lost a monarch that's been in power for a long time so i just want to send um thoughts prayers and good vibes you know to those who are now currently having to gather throughout a world you know without her because i know it's tough but i just wanted to say that and give my love to the entire nation of the united kingdom in navigating that so yeah yeah, no, uh, she, I believe she reigned for 70 years, uh, yeah. I believe, uh, the longest reigning monarch, monarch we ever, like, ever. Uh, so, especially when she started in a time where women were, you know, there was women as far as their places and the positions of power, rather, was, a, you know, the time she started, it was kind of having to prove that she can do and all this stuff and so it's like she was queen all my life for you know and not that i lived there but whenever you heard about britain or uk it's queen elizabeth queen elizabeth queen elizabeth and so um yeah it's it's like oh wow you know i knew she was like she started 90 she was 96 and so she lived a long time and hopefully she lived a life where she could be okay with how you know it was before she passed um but yeah, she that she was definitely there a long time, and I guess whenever they decide to do the switching of, since Charles should be the next in line. Uh, but yes, also to those because I have a few friends over from the UK who were posting about it, and so yes, also my condolences and prayers to you guys dealing with this as well. Um, but yeah, she was definitely for what you know it was definitely like you can say history books in that matter so yeah like for someone who got thrust into it you know at the, at a very young age around the age of like 25 they said like that's a pretty sick thing like to say like you were a queen and you found your way and navigated and met so many people and did so many things so yeah just big big thoughts and big good energy and vibes and prayers to the nation of the united kingdom and we do love you and in talking about talent from the uk of course this is the first nxt 2.0 after nxt worlds collide where you had um the, you had nxt 2.0 going up against the very best of nxt uk um, and with that, of course, this was a fallout from all of that. So we're going to go into that right now. But Katrina, how did you feel about Worlds Collide? And also, how did you feel about this episode of NXT 2.0 after Worlds Collide? Uh, 
I didn't start in the very beginning until I missed a little bit of some mm -hmm. of the matches, uh, but I was able to catch, you know, some highlights and it was a good pay-per-view. What I was able to see was good. I was a little annoyed with the triple threat <laughs> NXT women's title. I was, I was highly annoyed because just not gonna do my girl the way they did my girl. I was highly upset. I was like, what, what is this? <laughs> the uh, shenanigans yeah, yeah. here, like, like she can out, probably out wrestle most people, and I, so I was devastated. I'm not. Gonna, I was. I was highly upset. However, um, outside of that, because my remember my prediction for that was super biased. <laughs> Me being biased was like Mako is who she is. Like she's amazing, and so I expect her to just take that and you know. But I'm glad for right now she's still there, and so you know she was on this uh, week's NXT episode, and so that was great. And. She was in a great match. Uh, but yeah, it was a really good pay-per-view. I thought they really knocked it out of the park with this. I thought, you know, I was a little, I didn't think, I mean, and pretty deadly, which I also thought was gonna, and they did, and I was like, see, you know, there was some, some. something. Uh, I, I was happy with that win as well. Um, I thought, again, I love the, 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 the gimmick that it works for them. And somebody mentioned Tyler Breeze, and I was like, yes, because I said this, I would love just even if it's like a one-time thing, a one-off thing, just to, because he was he he walked so they could run. Okay, the whole like extra flip, you know, extra you know model-ish, pretty all that stuff. And so, I really enjoyed the paper. I just was highly upset with the women's melt match, but it was good. And I thought this was a really good, uh, solid NXT episode as well, especially with seeing some of the UK people kind of there. And I'm hoping that means they'll be there permanently until. Europe gets it underground. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's not just like a couple of weeks and then they're going to be gone. I'm going to be sad. But yeah, pretty solid stuff. Yeah, I, for me, I really enjoyed um, World Collide because I was able to watch it all. And of course, I can also brag and say that this is the first NXT event that's taken place on my birthday. Like that was a really cool present to have. Um, and it was amazing. I really loved, like here's the thing though, I loved the NXT Women's Championship match between Mandy, Blair and Mako. And I loved the match, but, and Mandy was able to show that she could stand up even though she isn't, may not be as skilled technically as the other two. Um, but at the same time, I did still love and the outcome I didn't necessarily like myself either because I was hoping Mako was going to be the final boss and just win it all but it's clear that Mandy Rose is trying to prove well not even trying to prove at this point because she's a double champion now is basically proving that she is that girl and that we shouldn't you know sleep on her just because she's not you know these other two so I mean I I, I didn't necessarily like the result either but we got Mandy and it's okay like, it's okay, because if you had asked me four years ago, if if you had told me four years ago that Mandy Rose was going to be a double champion in WWE, I would have looked at you like you were crazy. And look at here we are. <laughs> here we are in the today of things, and she's a double champion. And it's clear she's proud of herself, because she did take a vacation, and she wasn't even on this episode of NXT 2.0. But it's well-deserved. And then, of course, yeah. you saw that picture she posted on Instagram with her having both of the belts covering up her body. And I was just like, girl, just, oh, just, you're such a centerfold. I love it. Um, <laughs> if only I had the confidence. Oh, God, that would be, that would be great. But yeah, um, and I also definitely love Carmelo versus Ricochet. That was probably, I feel like that should be, um, 
a consideration for match of the year. It was so good. And I feel like they're not finished. But we're going to get into that um, as we talk about this episode of NXT 2.0. So this episode started with a promo from Tyler Bate, um, who came out to address the NXT universe um, after um, his loss at Worlds Collide. Because, of course, he had his match against Braun Breaker for both of the titles. Um, and Braun Breaker wound up winning. And that match was pretty good, too. So, um, also, you can tell us in the comments, you know, which matches you like from Worlds Collide as well. And what parts of in a, of this episode of NXT you liked, too. Um, but, yeah, like, it's just Tyler Bate came out there to address everyone and talk about, you know, how he's, you know, still willing to stay. And how Braun Breaker earned his respect. Um, during their match together and how he does deserve to be a double champion and how even though it hurts him to not be a great representative of the UK in that way, you know, he still has Braun Breaker's respect and that he'll make a fine champion. But he was interrupted by Gallus, um, who, of course, um, wrestled at Worlds Collide for the Unified NXT Tag Team Championships against everybody and their mama. But they came out there talking mess at Tyler Bate, making it seem like, oh, well, why are you even out here addressing them? You lost your match. You know, it, nobody cares. But then Tyler Bate was like, hold on, what's really good? Because y'all lost y'all match too. <laughs> it was so funny. I was just like, that's it, Tyler. Read them because they up here acting like they came here and just won everything but in actuality they lost too and Gallus didn't take too kindly to that so they proceeded to jump Tyler Bate but then guess who came out to help Tyler Bate out Braun Breaker our new NXT double champion they came out and helped him he came out and beat up on them and everything and then they basically dapped it up in the ring and said you look if you guys want to fight I'll stand with him you know and because it's time for well well, he basically said, since worlds collided on Sunday, worlds are going to unite tonight, and we are going to fight together. So they had their tag team match um, after, at the end of the night. But Katrina, what did you think about this segment? I thought it was really good, actually. I, it was it, it was nice to kind of see, you know, after the fact that they had that matchup and there was a one unified champion that they were still able to have respect for each other. They were still able to be cordial with each other. And it wasn't any like shadiness or pettiness. And, you know, being that both of them are kind of on the face thing going on right now, I don't know if that means we're going to have a change soon with one of them. If they're going to try to make it be a heel situation, or they're going to keep them both like work, you know, together for a bit. We'll see. Because then I don't even know if they're going to keep Hug Beat for as long as they're going to keep them. So we'll see. But I thought it was a good open to the segment. Again, they were the ones who ended Worlds Collide. And so I guess it made sense for them to open up NXT. But I thought it was for what it was. I thought it was a good segment. I thought it was a good open. Um, and, you know, it was kind of cool to see, especially when they were talking about that crap they were talking. And I'm like, let's, let's not like we forgot because I didn't forget, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like, he was able to kind of like, you know, I got this and Braun helped him out. So I thought it was a good open. I thought it was, uh, you know, nice, especially after the match ended. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good, too. And this is, it's really cool how you pointed it out, how full circle that was. You know, they ended World's Class and then they, they started 2.0. Like, I liked it. I like that a lot. So, yeah, of course, later on, they will go on to fight each other. But then we'll talk about that. So in the comments, we had JD who said hello. Um, and we had 
um, Raleigh, who says hi from the UK, of course, um, giving love to you at this time. So after that segment took place, we had a women's tag team match between um, Toxic Attraction, JC Jane and my wife, Gigi Dolan, versus Nikki A.S.H. versus and Dewdrop. And of course, Nikki A.S.H. and Dewdrop um, wound up losing their tag team match against Team Casey Squared at Worlds Collide due to the due to distraction from Toxic Attraction. So this was them trying to get revenge on them. And um, it's funny, though, because on Raw, it's like they've been sort of planting weird little seeds of dissension between Nikki and Dewdrop, but then it's like they've you know, sort of come together on NXT to sort of battle, you know, for, you know, in their tag division, which isn't a bad thing. I'm actually here for it. I like it um, because it shakes things up for them and doesn't just leave them stagnant on Raw. Um, but at the same time, I'm just wondering, you know, what type of dynamic is this giving if you're showing them fight on one show, but then you show them united on another show? I don't know. But basically, this was a really good match. You had um, JC and Gigi. Um, Separating, of course, Nikki Ash from Dewdrop. Um, every chance they got, there was a there was even a moment where they knocked Nikki Ash outside of the ring, and then when Dewdrop came to her aid, Gigi even kicked her in the face, and that was and that was just pretty sick outside of the ring on the apron. I was like, girl, dang. Um, it was just a lot of um high octane action here, but then Dewdrop's power um proved to be a little bit too much, even in that that scene in that picture right there she actually hopped on the both of them in order to break up like in order to basically just smash them like that was a really cool moment and so basically um they wound up winning the match um thanks to nikki ash and um dewdrops um working together and also her strengths and then she also started bleeding um towards the end of it as well i'm not exactly sure how she started bleeding, but that's basically what happened there. So, Kat, what did you think about this match, and how do you feel about the growing dissension between Nikki and Dewdrop? Well, being that the team up kind of started with Dewdrop telling Nikki to kind of get herself together, I feel like that's <laughs> a good reason to be a little bit of like discord between the two of them a little bit, or a little bit of like not being on the same page because you're kind of winning, like you teamed up, but you kind of, you didn't team up on like the best of terms. You teamed up with trying to prove to your team member or your tag team partner that you're better than what she thinks you are. And so I can understand a little bit of the discord that either Nikki's gonna, you know, she did throw her, I mean, believe it was mentioned that she threw her mask at some point. And so yeah. uh, it's, um, it's very possible that Nikki, ASH will completely get rid of this superhero gimmick and maybe be more fierce or more, you know, serious in that manner that she can also not prove just to herself or us, but to do drop that, you know, she was Nikki Cross before, you know, she was Nikki Cross in NXT, you know, she was champion down there. And so I'm guessing that's where they're trying to go. So it kind of makes sense because they did, they did start off with like them, like she was like, well, you, you know, do more than what you're doing and so it's a very real reason to be a little bit like mm, we're not gonna be best buddies or anything after that so i thought i thought it was a good match but they and they still got off the win and so the fact that nikki was the one who got the pin and the fact that again she like the little things like her getting rid of the mask very well mean we might be having a different nikki very soon 
Yeah, and even on commentary, Vic Joseph actually made a reference to Nikki's past um, during the match where she actually pulled down, um, I believe it was JC, in, like, in the apron like she used to do, and then basically punched down on them as they're trapped in the apron as well. So, I mean, you never know. She could go back to being Nikki Cross, or she could just be a completely different iteration. But I do think it's great, though, that they did win this match against Toxic Attraction, who, of course, are two-time NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. And, yeah, like, I wonder what this means for Toxic Attraction, seeing as their leader has all the gold and they don't have any. Like, I hope it won't be a situation where Mandy kind of turns on them and looks looks down on them or something like that. Um, But you'll just have to see, I guess. But I hope that's not how, how they, you know, end things. Yeah. Yeah, that would it would just be a little weird. And also speaking of NXT 2.0 being in Florida, I want to give a birthday shout out to Janelle from the HR, who's a friend of ours and a friend of the um pod from Jobber Tears, um, the Jobber Tears podcast. She was actually in the audience um with her um cult with her with her love, Michael Bostic. Yeah, they were actually in the audience for this episode of NXT 2.0, and I actually saw them on TV, and I freaked out. I was like, oh, my God, there they are. Like, I just recognized them. So I wanted to say happy birthday to her um, while also and also saying hi to the both of them because they are um, vacationing there for her birthday. And I saw them, and it was just like, oh, my God, there they go. So it's cool. So, yeah, shout out to them. But um, in the midst of that, backstage, pretty deadly, of course, who are now – the um, double NXT tag team champions were backstage, you know, bragging about their title win at Worlds Collide and Lash Legend came and congratulated them. And they were going around backstage, I guess, sort of carrying their tag teams because Lash told them that people were um, on social media bashing them and talking about how they were mad that they won. And Pretty Deli didn't take too kindly to that. So we basically saw them throughout the show talking to various superstars, um, including Tony D'Angelo and Stax about, you know, everything. And they were just really, I guess, irritated. And I believe they got into a fight with someone backstage as well. So, yeah, Pretty Deadly, for people who have just, who should be on top of the world, they seem to be very worried about what everybody else is is saying about them. It's weird. Agreed. It is real. Like it's very real. You guys are fabulous. You have Lash Legend by your side. You're the double champions. Like, leave the social media alone sometimes. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but moving on, we had another match. Um, this is a um, this was men's action between JD McDonough and Wes Lee. Now, of course, they um traded some barbs back and forth um last week. So this is where this match came from. And this match was really good in the sense that they were both challenging each other and smacking each other in the beginning, um, running into each other, trying to tackle each other down. And of course, there were just lots of fast movement between the two. And it was just really good. Like, I loved this match. It was really great. Wesley was actually able to um, prove that he could go up against someone who is also a UK alum as well um, and just show his toughness here. But ultimately, JD came out with the win um, and beat him with the devil inside. But you had Wesley hopping over the top rope and actually landing on his feet like a cat. Like, Wesley just continues to impress me. I just love him so much. He's great. 
So, but he wound up not coming out with the win and JD McDonough won. And then he also, in the midst of that, was creeping out Vic Joseph when he landed outside. I believe Wes either threw him over the commentary desk or tossed him over or something like that. But even after that, JD was trying to, you know, run um, to get back at Wesley. And then he was touching Vic Joseph and Vic was not having it. He was like, oh my God, get away from me. Like he was scared of him. And JD does give a lot of creepy horror movie vibes. So I totally get it. But Kat, what did you think about this match? I thought it was good. Um, I they definitely I do recall last week with the with you know them saying it had to be said, and you know I guess because JD is kind of off Braun now after everything, and I guess Braun I feel like they always as soon as he has like a title match, he's on to the next person. It's, they don't let us even let that marinate or anything when he has title matches. Like okay, well you lost. So next, so so you know he lost, and so he kind of moved on, and I guess you know Wesley being you know somebody who's like happy, kind of go lucky guy, kind of just trying to do his best and give it his all. Um, to kind of have you know him, I was kind of sad. I was like, you know, he, he I thought yeah, I was going somewhere with Wes. I thought it was gonna finally give him you know, some respect. <laughs> and then here he is losing the following week. So I'm like, y'all just keep doing these shenanigans. Like, stop playing around with Wes and stop having him like he would one and then he lose like five. <laughs> like, they need to stop doing those shenanigans. I'm like so irritated by that. But it was a good match. I was just kind of, you know, I don't know where they're going with JD and stuff. He's trying to creep people out because I'm like, I know me, <laughs> couldn't be me. But um, the fact that, you know, he's doing all of that and trying to creep people out, and then, you know, him beating Wes, I was like, oh, man. It was a good match, though, but I was just like, they got to stop doing my guy Wes like this because, like, come on. Like, he just won one, and then he's like, you know what? That was enough. Let's, like, put you back on the losing. <laughs> it's just like, all right, like, can we stop with the shenanigans? But otherwise, I really, I did enjoy the match. I was just a little sad that Wes didn't get the win on that yeah, that may be true. Like, I was sad about Wesley losing, but at the same time, it's like when you think of somebody like Wesley, he's kind of like a person that has the face of a sympathetic, um, like, he's just a sympathetic baby face kind of guy. So, you know, everybody is like, we see him lose, but it's just like when you see him lose, you want to see him win later. It's like you want to see him have another chance. So I'm thinking that maybe they won't, this might not be it for them to. Um, maybe they might fight again or maybe it might just be a one-off and Wes might go on to the next thing or JD might go on to the next thing. I don't know. But we'll just have to wait and see. But JD McDonough did come out with a win here. But Wesley did do a good job. So um, after this, we had a segment from Apollo Crews who, um, went, who was holding a notebook and he was going, you know, outside on the gazebo on some water, which I think is becoming a recurring theme with people. It's like when they're angry or when they're mad at a person for injuring them or breaking their heart or something, they go out onto the gazebo because um, Roxanne did the same thing for Cora a few weeks ago. <laughs> so Apollo did the same thing. And he was talking about how Grayson Waller basically got into his head and now he can't see, you know, the vision clearly. I don't know. It's just like when he was, when they were showing this clip of him, you know, trying to look into the future, it felt very, that's a Raven. 
Like it was giving that so Raven. Yeah. And then when he couldn't see, he's like, I was wondering, you know, what is it exactly that he's talking about? But he is threatening to get revenge on Grayson Waller. And so after he talked about getting revenge on Grayson Waller, they zoomed in on his right eye and his right eye is damaged and it had blood in it. And I was like, oh my God, what? Like, I didn't know that Grayson Waller did his eye like that. I was just like, whoa, that's crazy. But I'm pretty sure Grayson Waller is gonna have to, you know, pay for that. I, th I think so. Um... I do like what they're doing. Like, even if the person doesn't have a match, they kind of have these little segments. So it's like kind of keep them in your foresight, kind of keep them fresh, you know, or at least keep your eyes on them. Like, okay, well, they still got some stuff going on too, If even if they're not having, you know, matches this week. I think that's something I've been enjoying a lot with NXT 2.0 is that even if a person doesn't wrestle every week, mm -hmm. they're maybe involved in some kind of segment that let us, they keep, keep us as for the fans like it's fresh and so i i, I like that they do that this is something i, I appreciate so far but but 2.0 has been doing with that yeah i do too. so they're doing a lot of character building and i actually do appreciate that i like that a lot so we did have a little bit of a segment which led into this um upcoming match um we saw mako satamura who of course you know was unsuccessful in defending her nxc uk title um against Mandy and um Blair Davenport and we saw her talking to um Roxanne Perez backstage and so after she finished talking to her and they bowed to each other um Mako starts to walk and then we see Cora Jade um confront her and ask her you know and basically talk and basically tell her like why are you talking to Roxanne like she's lame and all this other stuff but Mako was like you know talking about how she was going to um, move forward even though she didn't win you know the double titles and so Cora tried to challenge her to a match so she could prove that she could you know beat you know her as the final boss but Mako was like um I'm not wrestling you I'm not interested in fighting you right now because I'm fighting Roxanne tonight and of course Mama Cora was jealous and she didn't like that um because she's just trying to beat Roxanne down and make her feel you know bad about herself so that's what happened there. But this match that we got between Mako and Roxanne, Jesus, chef's kiss. Absolutely beautiful. Because you have someone like Mako who's been wrestling for such a long time and has such an amazing resume put out there with her. Like she's done everything in wrestling that there is to do for um, women. And then you have Roxanne Perez, who is a prodigy, who's just 20 years old, you know, wrestling in a match against her. And they did talk about her nervousness and stuff that you couldn't see on her face. But it's like once she got locked in the game and in that match, that nervousness went away. And we saw a different level of toughness and a different level of technical ability from Roxanne that we hadn't seen in a while. And she stepped up to the plate. Miss Roxanne did that thing. She did it. And I was so proud of her. Like, it was a couple of moments where I thought Roxanne was going to win. Because I'm just like, girl, come on. Like, it was cool. Like, she was jumping outside. They yeah. were trading each other hold for hold, submission for submission. I was just like, this is beautiful. It was just such a beautiful match. 
if you have not watched this match, please go back and watch it. Please go back and watch it. Like, it was stellar. I really enjoyed it. Like, these ladies went all out. Um, but Mako Satomura wound up coming out with the win um, by connecting with a big kick and then hitting the Scorpio Rising on her. So she was able to bounce back from her loss at Worlds Collide. And But here's the thing, though. After the match was over... Her and Roxanne showed a sign of respect to each other and bowed to each other. And that was beautiful. And you can tell that that really made Roxanne's, you know, day, night, life, everything. Um, but in the midst of that, while she was celebrating, guess who comes out to ruin the party and ruin her happiness? Cora Jade with the pipe. She ran up behind her and hit her with the pipe as she was trying to celebrate and she continued to hit her but then mako was still out there so she ran out to fight for roxanne fight on roxanne's behalf and cora jade ran away and i'm just like nah ma'am you decided to come out there big and bad with your vans and your shorty shorts on you know trying to pretend like you big and bad or whatever but then when mako gets in that ring with you you want to run away and what's so funny is you was trying to challenge her but you had that pipe, and you still could have took her, but you still ran away. Cora is such a coward. She is. A coward, and I'm sick of it. But, Kat, tell me what you thought about this match, and what do you think is next for Cora and um, Roxanne after this point? I uh, I was so happy. Um, you know, my, my, she's my girl, because I was happy to see that she was still here afterwards, Kalai, because I wasn't sure. And I've been hearing things online, so I wasn't sure if she was going to be here. And, and I'm hoping that she's actually here for some time, and it's not like, a, you know, she's just here because we just had the NXT Worlds Collide. And so I'm hoping it's not like she was just here as the finish just a week off. I'm hoping we can see her, like, next week and a week after that and a week after that. And so I was my girl. But, again, I'm a big fan of Roxanne, and I think she She's has like for her age, for the time she's been wrestling, she's she's so gifted. And I feel like, you know, even with more time, who knows what she will be able to do. And so I was hyped for this match. I thought, you know, Mako made Roxanne look even better because she's, you know, who she is. But I did like that they showed Roxanne really doing, you know, really putting it in because of what we've seen with her the last couple of weeks with Dick Makora and you know it seemed like you know she gets a little bit and then Cora comes and try to knock the wind out of her you know out of her sails and so I thought it was a good match I thought you know if I was Roxanne like personally as I would have fangirl I don't know if I would like to try to get through a match with somebody like Vicko I would have been like oh my god <laughs> you know forgetting that I gotta do my job and so I sure she felt what I was feeling as a fan like I was like yes super hyped for this match but it was a good match and you know as you mentioned Cora was deaf it's definitely cowardly but you know I guess that's what heels like she's like the miss kind of a heel like that cowardly heel like talk a lot of crap but then when things really need to happen he kind of like stalks off somewhere and so she does very similar kind of tactics where she like she starts scenarios but then she runs off before things can really go to a head and so I feel like because they're still having this thing go on, there's probably going to be at least one more real major matchup between Roxanne and Cora at some point. And I'm hoping it will end with Roxanne actually winning. And so maybe they can put the feud to bed, but we will see. But again, I'm hoping we can see more Mako, because that's my girl. I'm hoping we can see more of her uh, on uh, NXT 2.0. And it's not, again, just, you know, because it was after Worlds Collide. 
I'm hoping it wasn't just because of that we saw her and it's like, oh, she's gonna be here more? Like, yes, show them how it's done, <laughs> you know? Somebody put a picture up that uh, when, I think one of her first matches, I believe, and it's like, this is pictures older than Roxanne. I'm like, exactly. Like, oh, sis had been doing this such a long time. And so all respect and credit to her. Yeah, and I have two more points to make. Um, Victor Perry, who um, is, of course, the famous leader of the wrestling club in New York with the kids, um, tweeted and said that he wants to see Mako Satomura versus Sasha Banks and or Mercedes. And that would be the most amazing match on the planet. Like, oh, my God, I would pass out and die. Um, from that entire match as a whole, I would just burst into tears. And even during this match between um, Mako and Roxanne, they were chanting women's wrestling, clap, 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 clap. And they were even doing that for the triple threat match at Worlds Collide. So kudos to these girls because they've really been tearing it up. And then my second point that ties into the match between um, Roxanne and Mako is just the fact that Mako chose Roxanne for a reason. There's a reason why Cora wasn't chosen. Like, Cora, I mean, I feel like Cora is a good wrestler, but there's a reason why Roxanne was chosen and not you. So either you should wait in the back of the line or prove that you're worthy. Like, and lately, Cora hasn't really even, like, fought any matches lately. She's only been on the attack. And it's just like, girl, you know, and every time somebody wants to fight you, it's like, and it's like you run away. So, I mean, what is Mako supposed to do with that? Like, Mako is only here for serious competitors. And Roxanne is a serious competitor. She's proven that she is the future. You're just proving that you just want to act big and bad and dress like you go to Hot Topic all the time. But whatever. Um, That's no shade, though, because I do like Hot Topic. But at the same time, Cora, get it together. Either way, <laughs> moving on. We, ha we had our next match, which was Ricochet versus Trick Williams, which was off the heels of Worlds Collide. Because, of course, Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes gave the performance of their lives for the NXT North American title at Worlds Collide Sunday. Like, they put on a banger. That was just another match that I recommend that you guys go back and watch if you haven't. Because it was so good. All the high-flying action, all of the kicking, all of the punching, all of the things. Just please go back and watch it. It's definitely a match of the year candidate, in my opinion. It's great. So Trick Williams decided he wanted to fight Ricochet. So Ricochet, um, his name popped up under the SmackDown logo. But a part of me wonders, like, how would it be if he decided to stay at NXT? Like, I wouldn't be mad about that because he can wrestle down. But I feel like sometimes when it comes to his character, nobody really kind of, nobody truly knows exactly how to connect with him. But I feel like if he was, if he stayed in NXT a little bit, maybe he could explore that a little bit more. Um, but either way, Trick Williams was able to show that he was able to um, step up to someone like Ricochet, even though he was still trying to, you know, do all kinds of, shenanigans of course because Carmelo was out there on commentary trying to big Trick Williams up and stuff but even as they were fighting Ricochet was still lighting him up outside showing him like look like if you want this action again you know we can run it back if you want to because I'm currently beating up your boy um but Trick Williams you know looked pretty okay during the match but of course um yep you had a couple of blows there <laughs> Um, but in the midst of that, um, Ricochet wound up 
coming out with the win after um hitting his famous splash on him and then he covered him for the one two three so and while he covered trick williams he was looking dead at carmelo like he was like he was giving the impression that he wanted to fight carmelo again so that's just such a beautiful move. I just love it when they take pictures of Ricochet in the air. It's just so gorgeous. Yeah, that was a really good shot. It was a good move that he did it, but that was a real, I was like, oh, this is a great shot, like photographer. <laughs> it was great. Yes, it, it would be really great. But would but he wound up coming out with the win here. He was looking dead at um, Carmelo as if to say, look, if you want to do this again, we can do this again. Like, I'm not scared. <laughs> Excuse me. But Katrina, what did you think about this match? Um, I thought, you know, Trick's getting better. You know, I I I feel like this was kind of a match just because Carmelo and Ricochet did do their thing at NXT Worlds Collide. They really did. And so, you know, I felt like because Trick was doing the shenanigans then too, it's like, all right, I can beat you up, you know, and then still say that Carmelo you know, it ain't over. And so I feel like that's what this was. Like, you know, I can go get your guy, your mans, while you sit there and act like, you know, you're better. Um, I do think if, you know, it's very possible that we can get them again, even for the title again, who knows? And I do agree. I like Ricochet. I think he's a fantastic wrestler, but I do, I'm never sure what his gimmick is. When, like, even when he had that little hero gimmick he had for a little bit, where he was supposed to be like, he was like, he was the hero. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, I don't know if I would consider this like a hero. Like, I would relate to you in that way if I'm trying to, you know, for a gimmick. And so I feel like maybe because the NXT, you know, brand is slightly different as far as the gimmicks down there, that he might can do a little while going back there for a little bit, you know, kind of get a little breath of fresh air, kind of like Apollo Crews did where he kind of just like, let's breathe some new life into what I am as a character. Um, so I can I can see it happening. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was for what it was and for who the opponent was, it was okay, it wasn't bad. I thought Ricochet really did his thing, of course, but um, I, I do see we're gonna get another card. Like, I feel like there's no, I feel like we're gonna get another matchup with the two of them, with Carmelo and Ricochet. And it might even be for a title shot again, who knows? Yeah, you just never know. But either way, I'm here for it. And Shirk Williams is getting a little bit better. So, yeah. Um, excuse me for one second while I get some water. Because I'm just, yeah, going through. <laughs> My throat is kind of going through the struggle. Hold on one second. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's hold on. Let me get. All right, guys, so let's go on to the next matchup, which was, um, first of all, I guess before we get into the matchup, after this matchup with Trick and Ricochet, there was a vignette of Damon Kemp uh, kind of explaining, you know, why he had to do what he had to do with Diamond Mine, uh, and then, the, you know, the Creed brothers and Irene now kind of said they were going to, you know, make them pay for this and pretty deadly was involved with that as well and then we also had a backstage uh segment uh with kiana james and ariana grace who kind of agreed to like you know team up to take on zoe stark and nikita lyons 
And we kind of know that as of right now, Nikita and Zoe are tag team partners. They're kind of doing a tag team thing since Zoe did lose her title shot against Mandy Rose. Uh, and so I'm kind of interested to kind of see where we're going to get with Kiana and um, Ariana teaming up. I was talking about the little segment uh, backstage with uh, Kiana and Ariana. Yeah, I heard that. Um, Kiana has an assistant now. <laughs> and I think it's funny how she has this assistant running around, you know, back there with her and everything. And it's just now she's sort of um, recruited Ariana Grace to try to come at, you know, Nikita and Zoe, because I guess they're still a tag team at this point. But what's so funny is it's just Ariana, you know, listing all the things that she has in her schedule and how she needs to make room um, for her. So I don't know. But my question is, what exactly does Kiana James do to where she needs an assistant? Because, of course, we saw all of the degrees behind her name. So my question is, like, what job do you actually have? Are you a scientist? Are you, like, a high-level executive? Are you a CEO, a CFO? A chairman, a chairwoman, like girl, what are you? What are you? What are you doing? With I your don't life? know. I don't know. It's but... very intriguing. And also, and also, in terms of Damon Kemp, I did not expect for him to be the guy to to, to tear up Diamond Mine like that. Neither did I. I was not expecting that at all. I thought it was going to be Roderick, but then at worlds collide i figured it wasn't roderick when he was the one that got attacked that bad and i was just like well who's doing this and then for a second i thought it was one of the creed brothers because they've been beefing too so i'm just like who is doing this but then when it was damon i was like it would be you it would be you from the outside and you're gonna get in and you're gonna tear them up that made sense to me it made so much sense to me i was like dang damon this is what we're doing out here. Okay. <laughs> and then um, later on backstage, we also saw Tony D'Angelo and Stax calling out pretty deadly for paying off um, Damon Kemp to help them. And then we also had, and I think this is where they kind of got into it a little bit, but then we had another scuffle between Cameron Grimes and um, Tony D'Angelo. And they got into a scuffle as well after he offered him an espresso. But for some reason, everybody felt like that espresso wasn't that good. And I'm just like, God, what is it about espresso? Is that like an acquired taste for coffee? I don't know. Because I only get the same thing every time I go to Starbucks. So I don't <laughs> know. I just get my mocha with seven sugars and just leave. So <laughs> I don't know, you know, what was it about his espresso that just wasn't that good to people, but whatever. Um, and then also backstage, we had Carmelo complaining about the fact that his next challenger is going to be fan voted because next week is going to be the one year anniversary of NXT 2.0. So they're allowing the fans to actually get in on the action and vote on WWE.com. And Carmelo didn't like that. So I'm just like, well, sweetheart, you were talking about how you ain't got nobody else to face. So we finna pick it. I mean, don't think that just because you cute and you am and you are him, that means that you can just get underneath, you know, all these other rules and stuff. Like, shut up. Like, hush. But either way, that's what happened backstage. Then our next match <clears throat> um was Nathan Frazier versus Axiom. 
this was interesting to me because the way that they challenged each other last week, it was kind of like they were both backstage reading comics and they said, well, we could just challenge each other and stuff. And they kind of alluded to the fact that Axiom may not have come through NXT UK or something like that. But, you know, deep down inside, if you really know who Axiom is, you do know that he did come through NXT UK. <laughs> but either way, they challenged each other to, I guess, like, um, is it like a two out of three falls match? Well, not two out of three falls match, but it's kind of like they're going to have a first, like a series of matches. That's what it is. I used to know the term for it, and now I can't think of it right now. Um, but yeah, like this is not the first match they're going to have. They're going to face each other two more times. Um, this match was another stellar um, banger of a match um, because both of these men are very quick. They're very agile, and they're very good at um, utilizing their athleticism on, you know, the top rope and everything and just bouncing off of each other and flipping each other. And also, they were really good at submissions, as you can see with Axiom here trying to lock uh, lock a hold of um, Nathan Frazier's wrist. And it was just – and then, of course, you have um, Nathan – jumping out of the ring, you know, for a suicide dive onto Axiom, which is reminiscent of his coach, Seth Rollins, because he did graduate from Black and Brave. Shout out to them. So this match was really good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And this match made me excited to see them fight, you know, two more times because, of course, you know, this is only going to – this is a series. So I'm just like, it's a series of three matches. So these next two matches are going to be really good. Um, but Axiom wound up defeating Nathan Frazier by a pinfall. So I'm really excited for their best of three. That's what it is. Their best of three series. That's what it's going to be. Axiom came out the, the victor in this first one. So, Katrina, how did you feel about this match? Uh, sorry, I don't know why. <laughs> I just redid that. Um I thought it was a really good match. I mean, it wasn't weird, like, how they decided to kind of challenge each other. I was like, okay, that's random. Uh, but it worked. Um, I, I guess it's to make them have something for them to do. Um, and, again, both of them are very quick, a bit high-flying to an extent. And so I thought they did it really well. And then I like that they did that. But also, as you mentioned, the submissions, which is always I like to see when a person can be like, huh, you thought I could only do this type of wrestling and surprise. And so um, I thought it was a really good match. Again, it's nice to see that NXT 2.0 kind of switch up who we see every week. And so you know, if we don't see somebody like this week, we'll see the next week or like, you know, in, like in that situation. So I thought it was really good. I thought both men delivered. I'm actually kind of excited to see what we're going to get for the next two matches since they will be three matches. I, I want to see like, you know, I don't know if it's going to be like whoever wins the most. Is there something out of this? You know, what's the goal, I guess, after this set of matches? But I am excited for the next one because this one was really good. It's really solid. Yeah, I thought that reminded me a lot of the matches that we would see at the during the Cruiserweight Classic which was like the only cruiserweight tournament that they had, but it was still a really good tournament where you saw the likes of, um, um, oh my God, PJ, is that his name? Dang, I can't remember his name. It's, oh, I'm so mad. And then you had the likes of Cedric Alexander and so many other people who participated in that tournament. And it was just so good. And I'm just like, now these two could actually stand to be cruiserweight champions if they had just kept that title, but they didn't. They combined it with the North American title. But 
I just love this match and I just cannot wait to see the rest of it. But moving on with the rest of the show, we got a vignette um, from this new debuting wrestler who's by the name of Sol Ruka. And he or she, I believe it was a woman, um, was surfing out on the water at the beach. And I'm just trying to figure out who is this going to be? Because they said Sol Ruka coming soon. And I'm just like, hmm, I wonder who are you? But, you know, they like to be mysterious with that stuff. So we just got to wait and see. Um, but moving on to our main event. Huh? Well, actually not moving on to the main event yet. We got a vignette from the super diva Quincy Elliott, who was riding around on a scooter. And he basically said that he was going to make his debut next week. And I'm excited because. He just looks so awesome every time I see him. Like, he be having on, like, the Brett's T-shirts. He be having on, like, the Spice Girl T-shirts. Like, it's giving, like, I was born in the 90s, but then I also came of age in the 2000s. Like, that's what it's giving, and I love it. And I'm just like, I need Quincy Elliott to come on our screens. Like, I'm ready because he's been doing his thing on NXT Level Up. But I guess now they figure he's ready now to move up to 2.0, and I'm so glad that he's going to make a splash on the one year anniversary show. Like that's gonna be so cool. Um, and then also backstage, Tyler Bate um, thanked Braun Breaker for helping him um, and actually tagging with him for this match. Um, but then also tying into this next match, of course, security has been going out, you know, with Gallus every time they go out because of course they have been fighting with a lot of people over the past couple of weeks. And then Javier Bernal, who is still a fresh face, um, on NXT 2.0 was starting mess with one of the um, with the same security guard who was telling him how to not talk to a woman last week. So I'm wondering, are we going to figure out the name of this security guard? Because this is our second <laughs> time seeing him, you know, <laughs> buck up at this dude. Like, who is this security guard? And why does he keep bucking up with, with Javier? And why does Javier keep thinking he's big body Javi when really he's small? Like, I don't understand. Like, what is, what's going to happen here? I'm really intrigued by this, um, by their little back and forth. But this basically led into our next match, which was, of course, between um, Joe and Mark Coffey of Gallus, of course, the brothers, versus Braun Breaker and Tyler Bay. This match was pretty good. Um, I thought that Gallus would have had more, a little bit, of the upper hand, of course, because they have more of a tag team base. Um, but at the same time, you have Tyler Bray, who wasn't a tag team, um, with Trent Seven, who he just defeated um, in that tournament for the UK title. But, yeah, it's just with Gallus, of course, they use a lot of their um, strongman offense but then of course you had Tyler Bate and Braun Breaker sort of trying to outsmart them because of course Tyler Bate is a big strong boy but he's little and then you have Braun Breaker who's also really big and imposing and intense as well so they were utilizing each other and their bodies and stuff in order to knock Gallus down a couple pegs and it was just really good um they even did like this double <laughs> press right here into a suplex like that was really impressive to see I was like look at y'all you know, be strong together and lift up these really big men. Like, I just loved it. Um, I like their dynamic as a tag team. 
Um, and then there was even a point where Joe um, Joe Coffey got hit with a spear by Braun Breaker. But then Tyler Bate hit a rebound clothesline where he sort of pushes himself against the rope and then hits a clothesline on his opponent into the Tyler Driver 98 for the win. So Tyler and Braun Breaker wound up winning the match. Um, but after the match was over, J.D. McDonough attacked Tyler Bate. So this wasn't the last we saw of him. Um, he attacked Tyler Bay after the match, but then before Braun Breaker could get to him, you know, he retreated and ran away. And they had a little bit of a standoff here as JD McDonough watched them um, from the crowd. And that's basically where NXT 2.0 ended. Um, Kat, how did you feel about this tag team match? And how did you feel about JD McDonough trying to start a mess with Tyler Bay and, I guess, Braun Breaker at this point? I feel like he's still trying to be, you know, relevant after. Like he lost, you know. If he if he didn't lose, or maybe some something happened, I'm like, all right. But you clearly lost, and so, like I said, Braun's his his like people he gets past as he moves on to the next person, and so he beat you, and then he had to do Tyler, and so he beat him. So it's like, all right, he clearly has. You're now like a person or two behind and here you come starting again i think if anything tyler b is technically the new guy in nxt 2.0 and so um i'm thinking it's more of like if i can hopefully get myself warm my way back into a title match or because it seemed like braun is having a good time with tyler let me you know or seem like they're at least a, a respect between the two of them let me mess with them and so that's what the vibe i got from him especially since he ran Afterwards, so it was like he really was a, like about that, like the, that life at that moment. He wouldn't have read, but he did. And so I felt like he just wanted to mess with them because they were having a good moment. And I feel like because Tyler is just cool with Braun at the moment, it was like he kind of got the shitty end of that because, the you know, he was the opponent before, you know, he was. And so I'm thinking that's kind of like he was kind of just at the wrong place, wrong time kind of situation. But I feel like all that he's doing, but then you kind of hit. And so it was like, or like you read that hit but ran away from everything where you should have took it and you're gonna start you know and do stuff like that be prepared for the consequences but or otherwise i thought the match was good i thought it was a nice little sorry about that uh <laughs> i thought it was a nice little end to nxt 2.0 um especially since they had their match off you know at worlds collide and then they did there was the respect between them in the beginning and so i thought it, it was a nice and i thought it was a good match but who knows maybe it'll be a situation where you know we see a because again both of them are faces right now who knows if somebody will turn heel and then this won't be just like the heel mess with two faces this could really well go a few ways and so i'm interested to see where we go next with it yeah definitely interested to see where they could go but i also I do have a question for you, you know, since this has ended and then they were advertising next week's episode as the one year anniversary of NXT 2.0. And it seems like it's going to be a little bit of a celebration. And then there's a lot of fan interaction where, like I mentioned earlier, fans get to vote for different opponents and different stipulations for various matches and stuff. So Katrina, since it's been a year, which blows my mind because Jesus, um, <laughs> Since it's been a year since NXT 2.0 um, had their revamp and now they're this entity that we know them as now, um, how do you feel about NXT 2.0 now in comparison to how you felt about it a year ago when you first heard that NXT was getting rebranded? 
So, um, I did, of course, I did like the golden black, excuse me, golden black, uh, version of NXT, but I thought this version was a lot more like upbeat. And so I felt like in, especially the takeovers, we got some amazing takeovers over the years, some amazing matches. And so this is not me discrediting NXT. I was a big fan of the NXT before, but I felt like, again, you already have, you know, everything happening. And so let's change it up a bit. And I, under, especially if you're trying to sign more people and you're trying to give people a chance to kind of get used to what the WWE version of wrestling is. And I say that with what they've acquired, the entertainment aspects, you know, all the stuff that they require you to do as part of their roster. That it, it, if you want to see how well a Ross a person can deal with crowds or how well they can kind of deal with something kind of thrown at them, then NXT 2.0 was the perfect place to do that. And so you have all these types of gimmicks where it's very different. You know, you have the wind shoes, like the, she's like the the, the the sleepy nap type gimmick, or you have a per, you know, where even though it's weird when they have people come back under new names, like we don't know who they were before. Uh, that kind of annoys me because I'm like, all right, like we just saw them a couple of, like, why are we doing this? But, you know, outside of that, I do like that it's more like up, like there's some stuff happening, but it's more like upbeat, rather like more lively in regards to maybe the main roster. And then we have so many different types of characters and things happening and that it's pretty cohesive now that it's like, I'm, I'm, I like what they've done. I'm personally, I'm a fan. I know a lot of people didn't like, you know, don't like it or whatever the case, and they want it to be golden black because people don't like things to change. Uh, but I thought, you know, from what I looked, I wasn't sure what to expect from the beginning. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't. But I like what, you know, what we got out of it. I like again, though, even with some of the people from the main roster coming back and refreshing themselves, and it's done in a way where you're not like irritated by it. You know, like how people were kind of mad when Charlotte came down there with the Rhea Ripley thing. And people was like, why is Charlotte here? And it was a big deal and people was upset. In this regard, there's never been any part somebody came back down there and people was upset about it. I feel like they like that people are coming back and it's not on the way to undermine the people on NXT 2.0. And so mm -hmm. I think they're doing a good job and I'm liking what we got so far. And so hopefully another year be more good stuff and not like, oh my God, would you guys go from, you know, the year before. So, but I like it. Yeah, I yeah. feel like when it first started a year ago when they were talking about the revamp, a part of me, the rebrand rather, a part of me was kind of scared at first because a lot of people online were talking about it as if, you know, there were people in charge who were taking one person being Triple H's hands off of it and putting their hands on it and basically changing what we love so much or grew to love so much about NXT. Um, in terms of the black and gold brand, because it had been black and gold for a long time. And it was offering us something different in the sense that the in-ring work was was more prioritized than necessarily the characters, even though, but there there were levels of characterization that were still important because, of course, you had um, people like Sasha Banks who came up with the boss character, you know, at NXT because she was learning from the likes of Triple H and from the likes of Dusty Rhodes. And, you know, stuff like that. And then you had people like Carmella who, you know, rose up and found her way there as well. And you had Bailey and so many other people. Um, and then there was the point where their NXT takeovers would happen on the weekend of a major pay-per-view for the main roster. And the takeovers would outdo the main roster pay-per-views. <laughs> and so how do you come off of that much of a high 
and down to something that you don't know. And it's true. You did say it. When it comes to us wrestling fans and it comes to change, we feel like, nah, don't change it. We like it. You know, and if it's going to change to something, we're automatically going to not like it. Um, And that's basically kind of what happened at first. But then once, you know, NXT 2.0 started finding its groove and we started to see more of what it had to offer, not even just in characters, but then seeing these people who weren't just wrestlers from the independents. You also saw other athletes from other sports coming in and finding their characters and finding their groove as wrestlers. And it's like you're watching the future. You're still watching levels of the future take place. Then on top of that, you're having people from the main roster come in and helping to elevate it as well. So um, I was a little bit hesitant and scared at first, but I wasn't going to like, be like oh my god this is gonna suck or something like i still tried to give it a chance because i knew i was gonna watch it anyway because i'm me and i'm a wrestling fan so i'm not just gonna stop you know watching watching anything like that so i knew i was gonna keep watching anyway so i just had to see and what i have seen has been really great progress and so it's been crazy that it's been a year but i'm really excited to see what celebrations are going to come up with next week as usual um NXT 2.0 airs on Tuesday nights at 8, 7 central on USA. Um, and of course, we're not doing NXT UK anymore. And it's sad, but it's okay. Because, you know, one goodbye is another hello. And errors in, new, old errors in, but new errors begin. So, Katrina. Well, thank you guys for joining us, first of all, um, for this new NXT 2.0 after show. Katrina, thank you for joining me per usual and just tell everybody where they can find you and what you've got going on. You can find me on most social media platforms and in Cat We Trust if you are on TikTok, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. The E is a three. Uh, and I'm just, you know, uh, doing <laughs> what I'm doing now. I got, uh, I'm, I'm a writer too. And so I did have a release Tuesday. And so I'm kind of like scrambling. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had like a book type of release and it's like, we're trying to hit a certain very specific goal. So it's been a bit hectic. Uh, and so, um, if you like books and like good happy ever afters, cause I do write those, you know, check that out. Um, I did post some of it on my social media. Uh, and then, you know, gearing up for this comic con panel, I, I announced all the panelists, uh, officially all the panelists are announced. I got the final confirmation for uh, comic con as well today that the list has been updated Ooh. and everything is great. And so just gearing up for that, it's really exciting. I'm still like, like I like I know it's happening, but it's like a shock type. Like oh man, I like I made this happen. Like this actually is happening, and so it's like that. Oh my god, like still like shock kind of thing that it's gonna happen. But I'm working on you know getting that together so it could be a really awesome panel for everybody who will be there. But that's pretty much it. Yeah, and I'm excited because I feel like the more people you kept announcing, the more excited I was. So it's getting it's gonna be fantastic, and we're gonna have a time, and it's gonna be great. So, as usual, you can follow me, your girl, Stephanie Hardy, on Instagram and Twitter at QueenStephHardy. Um, and you can follow Women's Wrestling Talk on Instagram and Twitter at www.talkpod. Check out our website at www.talkpod.com where we have merchandise, articles, interviews, any anything you want from Women's Wrestling Talk, we got it at the website. Subscribe to our YouTube channel like our Facebook page, um, share and comment whenever we're doing things and also follow our Twitch channel because we're doing big things every day, every night. We are in here. So 
thank you guys for joining us um, on this eventful Thursday. But thank you for joining us anyway um, on this NXT 2.0 After Show on Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. And until next time, bye, y'all. Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet.